Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the TN Tokyo podcast. My name is Somia. And I'm Ellie. And what are we talking about this time? So today we break down the initial costs we had of moving to Japan. Yeah, that's right. That and more coming up right now. Okay, so last week we had an update episode and we were talking about how we're going to go back to work Mm. and start our working lives once again. And well, at least then, Somuras, so. Yeah, and since then, our work's actually been cancelled again for one month. So now we're not starting until June 1st, so we have more of a holiday. Uh, however, we are starting online lessons, so today I'm actually going to do my first ever training for online lessons, and that will start up soon. Uh, so I don't think work will be cancelled any longer than June 1st, because... Although, this is when I said Somia's starting work again. What I meant was Somia's... Um, like com- not company, Somia's studio that he works at has already got the like stuff to do online lessons, whereas mine, which is going to be bringing them in, doesn't actually have the equipment yet. Yeah. So Somia can start his training, and technically I'm meant to be starting on June 1st as well because mine will be doing online. Not every studio in our company is going to do online, only the big ones, so we're pretty lucky that ours are. Yeah. But um, once they get the equipment, mine wants to like i've also received a call but i just can't do my training yet yeah um so in the meantime before you know while we're waiting for that to happen yeah we're basically just still going to be staying at home doing the whole sci-fi isolation thing for the most part um so we thought today uh we'll do a little bit of a different podcast and we'll do one that will help people who are thinking about moving to japan so we thought we'd do one ba- um, about, you know, how to find an apartment in Japan, moving costs, that kind of stuff. Basically, like, how much money you'll need if you want to move to Japan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. We always knew we wanted to do this one, but we were sort of like, we'll hold off until, like, I don't know, we have nothing else to talk about, so... Yeah, and that day has definitely come, so yeah, here it is. <laughs> you know, two months of self-isolating. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess uh, in terms of moving to Japan, the first thing is... Well, I guess these the first the, the two things is finding an apartment and finding a job. Mm. I think in terms of finding a job, uh, we can do an entire podcast just based on how to find work and what working here is like. Yeah, and stuff. I think that that would take at least if like for someone like we did a lot of research. I did a lot of research before we found jobs, and so maybe we could do a whole podcast so that like anyone listening doesn't have to do all that research. Yeah. So the first thing is find a job. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so then you're going to have to find an apartment. So most people find apartments on, if, if your apartment isn't provided by your work, where yeah. some of them do provide apartments for you. Uh, our one didn't, so we had to find our own apartment. And for the most part, you'll do that on Gaijinpot. Well, I mean, there's lots of lots of websites to get apartments. Like Sakura House is a popular one. Um, and when actually our job was really cool, they sent us this massive pack for moving to Japan, which did include like a million brochures for different English friendly. True, yeah, your um, work places. might actually help, help you find one. Yeah, but the we like Gaijin Pot wasn't actually on that list. This was like from my own research. Like you've probably heard of Gaijin Pot if you've already thought of moving to Japan. Um, if you haven't, you should check it out. It has like jobs, travel advice, a shop, and also yeah, it's the number one place where people look for jobs in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and you can also look for apartments. So that's where we found ours. Um, they make it really simple in terms of, or you work like directly with the Gajan Pop people who. So they're like an intermediary. You don't have to do it like that though. So when I searched for apartments, um, you can like put into the search bar if you want it to be through Gajan Pot housing. So they translate everything for you and then everything you submit, they translate back to Japanese. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we chose to go that way so that we didn't have to like poorly translate a million contracts yeah yeah so one of the main things i guess is finding is deciding where in japan you want to live mm. or where in tokyo like specifically if you if your job is in tokyo like originally we were thinking saitama and yeah. honestly we probably would have lived there if we could find an apartment there but it worked out pretty well um, that we didn't so saitama is like basically just it's like right next to tokyo um it's like a 20 minute train ride into central tokyo from saitama but what we ended up doing is when we got our jobs. No, it's definitely not a twenty minute. People talk about it takes an hour for them to get to my work from Saitama. 
Well, your work's not the centre of the world, Tomia. <laughs> yeah, you know, no. like, it takes 20 minutes to get to, like, Shibuya. I don't think it does. Okay, 20 minutes live, is very short. If you live short. on the, on the takes... edge of Saitama between yeah. Saitama and Tokyo, it'll yeah, no, take you Ignore what Ali's like. It does not take 20 minutes. It takes an hour to get from Saitama <laughs> no, to the centre of Tokyo. Uh, one of the people at my work, he works in, like, the middle of Saitama, and it takes yeah. him 40 minutes to get to my work. Mm, okay, then. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. it as, as an idea. Anyways, yeah. we were thinking Saitama because it looked like a kind of nice, like, suburby area. But um, when we got our jobs, before we found out which specific, like, area we'd be in, they gave us, like, a general, like, Somi was likely to be towards Chiba and I was likely to be yeah. towards Yokohama. A general area, where, a region where you could work. And then they give you, like, a list of all the potential studios that they might assign you to. Yeah, so for us, Saitama was pretty far from yeah. either of us. It was basically, like, I mean, we could have done it because if we wanted to do it, like, a triangle... Like yeah. Somia at one, me at the other, and then our home, the other end. Um, but instead what we did is we worked out which train lines both of our areas go to. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good way of figuring things out in Japan is uh, look at the trains. Yeah, See and on, the trains go. on Gaijin Pot, you can do a search based on train lines. Yeah, that's how important the trains are here. So for us, it was the Yamanoto line, right? Well, oh, yeah, no, the, yeah, for, yeah, for both yeah. of our studios that we ended up being placed at, the two lines that, like, overlapped was the Yamanote line and the Keihinto Hoku. Yeah, that's and right. And so we ended up finding an apartment on the Keihinto Hoku line. So yeah. we both, because, like, that way our logic was we only have to catch one train to get to work. Yeah. Um, and most of these house, um, the apartment listings tell you how far from a train station they are. Mm. I'd definitely recommend getting trying trying to get one that is close to a train station. Yeah, but the thing with that is because everyone wants to be close to a train station, you can, I think, get cheaper places if it's like a 10, 15, 20 minute walk versus yeah. a 5 minute walk. Yeah, true. So ours is like a 10 minute walk, so it's cheaper. Yeah. Because that's considered like a long distance. Because there's so many, like, train stops or, like, bus stops everywhere. Yeah. Um, one thing that uh, you need, obviously, to move to Japan is a visa. Now, yes. if you're from... Um, a lot of countries actually give you a free visa to Japan. So, because we're from New Zealand, we didn't have to pay for it. Mm. Uh, so, I imagine if you're from, like, New Zealand, Australia, America, Canada, that kind of place, you probably won't have to pay. But if you're from, like... I know most, like, African countries, they have to pay some oh, something okay. to get a visa. And the other thing that we had to do was we had to sign a, a memorandum for people that are overseas, which basically means that we didn't look at our apartment and we're, we're, agree we're like, basically saying that we... You know, even though we didn't look at it, we agree that we'll accept the apartment. Yeah, in so... Which, actually, on that note, there's, like, two different ways you can choose to get accommodation in Japan... We chose to go with it so that when we arrived, our accommodation was already sorted. Oh, yeah, true, um, true. A lot of people, the way they do it is they'll go into, like, temporary housing so you can get slightly more expensive accommodation that is rented on a monthly basis. Yeah. So you don't have the long-term contract, so it gives you time to find it. Or you could do Airbnbs, you could stay at a backpackers. But we decided we didn't really want the stress of having to look for an apartment because when I looked, like, once we got here, I mean, like, when I was researching it, some people said it can take a few months to find one once you get here. Yeah. So we didn't really want to risk not knowing how long we'd have to pay to stay at, like, an Airbnb, for example. Yeah. It's riskier to do what we did and get an apartment straight away. Uh, I mean, sorry, getting an apartment before you even move because, obviously, you know, you can't look at the apartment. You don't know what it is, Yeah, really. there is the risk that you could get. Basically, you know, you could get, like, scammed in quotations. Like, yeah. the pictures might be really old, so the actual apartment doesn't look like what you think you're getting. Yeah, exactly. And then there's a lot of other things that, you know, they don't even tell you, like, who your neighbours are, that kind of stuff. So Yeah, like, it could be cheap for a reason, but we decided to, like, take the risk. We were like, screw it. We did this when we moved to Auckland. We got an apartment without viewing it, and it worked out really well then. Yeah. Um, well, it's a risk in terms of... You don't know what you're getting, but it's beneficial because you end up saving quite a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the main reason um, why we decided to do that. And actually, we'll probably talk about that now, where in Japan, you get paid monthly. Yeah. So if you work in January, for example, your first paycheck will be at the end of February. So when you move here, there's going to be at least a month. Where at least two months where you don't get paid, basically. So say yeah, you started, true, yeah. say you moved here at the beginning of January and you immediately start working, you're still not going to get paid until the end of February. So that's two yeah, solid months right, there. Yeah, 
Yeah, so we all, we we knew that we already needed to save so much money just for that period that we really couldn't financially afford to be living somewhere temporarily. Yeah, and especially then on top of that, because we moved here a month before working so that we could have a chance to like settle in, relax, explore. Yeah. So we needed to make sure we had at least three months of like finances yeah, at the very right. least. Kind yeah. Of um. So one of the main things about moving into a new place here in Japan is. Japan is infamous for the fact that it's super expensive to so move into expensive. an apartment. It's like it's really ridiculous. <laughs> um, Japan living is crazy. The amount of money that you have to spend. When there's, you're I think into there's like new. there's not as like, like compared to New Zealand, there's not as many laws to protect a tenant from yeah, being like so. basically basically you're getting extorted because you need accommodation. Yeah. They know you need it, so. Yeah, there's so many people here that I think they can kind of get as much money as they want. They don't have to worry about apartments, you know, becoming unfilled. Well, at least in Tokyo. That's the thing. In rural Japan, it's really cheap because they're more desperate for a tenant. Yeah, yeah. But in Tokyo, if you don't want it, they don't need you. Yeah, that's right, yeah. In New Zealand, for example, uh, when when we move into a new place, you normally have to pay, like, one month's rent on top of... Like the rent that you would pay. Yeah, anyway, so you right? pay a bond, as a, as a so if you yeah. damage the apartment, they have money put aside to fix it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, so you're basically paying like two times when you when you move in to a new place. Well, normally you'd pay like a month's rent as a bond, and then you might pay like two weeks' rent in advance. So you're yeah, always yeah. ahead of what you need to pay. Yeah. Meanwhile here, so our rent uh, at the place that we're living at is $107,000 a month. Oh, oh sorry, <laughs> 107,000 yen a month. But our initial move-in cost was five hundred and twenty-five thousand. That's so, so that's yeah, that's ridiculous. That's probably like five, six thousand dollars that we had to pay. More um, than that, right? That's like seven thousand dollars. Yeah, true. Seven, eight thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, it's a lot, and that's also a discounted rate. So because we paid with a credit card, they gave us a discount. It's basically um, like your credit card allows you to not have to pay a second bond basically yeah, because that's right. yeah. they know that if you can't pay rent it's a credit card so they can still yeah. take out of it that's such an important thing if you don't have a credit card and you move to japan get one you need a credit card yeah um, for these sort of things a debit card doesn't work um they really want you to have a credit card uh yeah so our one is five hundred twenty-five thousand that we had to pay to initially move in so that does include a month's rent and more than a month's rent yeah well it was a month and a half because we moved a little bit earlier so technically our tenancy started on december 10th but we didn't actually arrive until december 20th so, yeah so for those and that, 10 days. that we we had already paid for all of december like those 20 days of december and all of january yeah that's right yeah so our rent uh like i said it was one hundred seven thousand. it's actually ninety four thousand, i think and then on top of that you have to pay like some fees um so you have to pay like a subleasing fee a maintenance fee an emergency fee uh, and a water purifier for us. So it might uh, differ depending on you know, It depends where you on live. the landlord as well. Because yeah. when we first... So that's the thing about Gaijin Pot to be wary of. They have basically the cost broken down on their page. Like it will say, like, this is this, 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 this fee. But then when you email them to, like, inquire about it, they're like, oh, actually the landlord's adding this, this, and this as well. Yeah, I want increased... By not that much, but it did increase. And I mean, we're like, it what increased the enough that we replied being like, um, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Like, the water purifier was extra, and we're like, we don't really need one. And they're like, well, you're getting ones are too bad. They basically said, like, I think the landlord had already installed it, and yeah, that was that. Like, you can, you don't you don't have any, like, right to argue it, because yeah. that's a condition of getting the apartment. Mm. So, yeah, so 107000 of the 525 can be explained by rent. But the rest of it, is this is how this is what we had to pay? So we had to pay a deposit, which was ninety four thousand, ninety four thousand, which is a rent. Which so that's your um, bond. So that's yeah. the money that covers if we damage the apartment. Yeah, which that's right. I think we've already mentioned. Somya's already put like a, we've got like a hole in one of our doors from when we were moving furniture in. And Ellie threw yeah, her. Yeah, I've got no. I've got door, a. So. T- I was like spinning a <laughs> um like a charger around on the cord, uh, and yeah. I accidentally like make it made a small slit. In one of the doors. Yeah, basically, we, we know we're not going to get our rent, uh, our deposit back, that 94000 Which apparently is actually kind of common regardless because the final inspections are really strict here. Yeah. Uh, so on top of that, you also have to pay key money, which is uh, the same. So it's it's one month's rent. So that's two months rent already just for deposit and, and a key so money. And so a key money is basically like, in unofficial terms, it's a bribe to a landlord 
So the more you pay, the more likely, like the more you offer to pay, the more likely you are to be offered the apartment. Um, there's yeah, also, but through Guardian Pop, we didn't have like, it was a fixed. No, but I'm deposit. pretty sure we could have argued that, like we could have said, actually, I want to pay more. So but they say the set amount, but if you want to pay a higher key money, you can get a lower rent. Oh, right. So yeah. I don't know how it works as a foreigner arguing that, but I know that as someone who like, lived in Japan, they could offer to have doubled that and then had slightly cheaper rent throughout the year. Yeah. I think you're going to struggle to do that if you're overseas. Yeah, I don't think we'd be able to do that. Yeah. But you don't get your key money back. Yeah. You, yeah. So the rest of this, you don't you don't get any of the, the rest of this back. The, the deposit is the only thing you get back. Um, mm. So the next thing was a lock exchange. 20,000 yen for that. So dumb. Why do we have like to pay for that? Which is like changing the lock or something. Uh, agency fee, 47,000. So yeah. that, I think, is the fact that we went through Gaijin Pot instead of going directly through yeah. the, the landlord itself. So we didn't have to do that one. But like, like I said, we decided that... We'd rather pay that extra money and just have the peace of mind and, like, the ease of yeah, not yeah. having to translate everything ourselves. And um, then there's a housing registration fee, 49000 I don't know what I don't that even is. know what that it's is. It's probably yeah. to get it, like, get your name registered to the house, to your local government kind of mm. thing. And then the sanitation, sanitizing fee of 20000 Which is so that's just like a cleaning, the cleaning fee, right? fee yeah. yeah. So not all houses have all these fees. So I've seen ones where, like, for example, you don't have to pay a key money. Generally, though, the rent on those are a little bit higher and the like the house is crappier from what I've so seen. So with ones with Gaijin Pot, again, you can do a specific search in their search bar. So you could search by the specific train line you want and you can also choose to search no key money, yeah. no deposit. And often those ones are the ones where it's temporary. So the ones where you'd come if you didn't have an apartment sorted already you could get a one-month rental that had no key money, no deposit, none of those yeah. fees. Those would definitely be good when, like initially because that's oh, yeah. so much money that you have to spend straight away, so you have so much more spending money They're often, though, they're, like, they're in worse areas. Like The reason the landlord's doing a temporary rental is because no one will want to rent it full-time because yeah. it's like a tiny 10-meter-squared crap hole. <laughs> yeah, definitely think about why then you, know, you don't have to pay those things. Yeah. Um, also, one thing I read in our contract, because it's... I didn't actually say it in Gaijin Pot. It was only later on that, that, that we found this is. So that deposit, 94000 of it was a deposit. That's the money you get back. But 45000 of that plus tax, so let's say 50000 um, you have to spend on the cleaning fee when you move out. So actually yeah. 50000 of it we're totally double dipping as well on the cleaning because we had to pay a cleaning fee to move in and then when you leave out you pay a cleaning fee and then the new people moving in will also pay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like we pay... You Basically, like the two groups of people who aren't communicating end up paying for the same thing. Yeah, so we paid twenty thousand to move in for them to clean it, and then the person moving out would have had to pay forty five. So out of the ninety four, we're only going to be getting um, forty four thousand back. But we went into um, this saying like we don't expect to get any of it back. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, this was just like a cost of moving to Japan. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and generally, at least through Gaijin Pot, you can cancel your contract at any time all you have to do is pay one month's rent mm-hmm. and you have to give them like i think it was 16 days notice or something like that so that's actually quite good i like that because we were pretty worried because our contract is a two-year one which will probably stay for two years but we were kind of like like i've said like we always came into this very like realistically like we knew that there was always the possibility that we'd arrive and we'd hate it and we'd hate yeah. our jobs and we'd want to leave after a year yeah so that was kind of an extra bit of reassurance that if that did happen we could leave yeah like, we weren't going to be breaking contract and, I don't know, breaking the law. Yeah, exactly. That makes it easy. Mm. Um, yeah, so this initial, like, ridiculous amount that you have to pay when moving in, that's what everyone has to do. Mm. It prob- it's it's going to sound like you're being scammed. Because you basically time. are. <laughs> but, yeah, but just know that everyone's doing it. I, I remember, I-, I thought the same thing. I thought we were being scammed, so I was like, man, maybe we shouldn't so go with this. So, me didn't trust me that all these fees were, like, normal. Because I'd done a lot more research than him before we moved, so I yeah. knew that this was coming. But then, I-, I was watching Jake and Bake live on Twitch one day, and then he was talking about how, like, within his own apartment building, he wanted to move up, like, two floors. And his landlord said he could do it, but he had to pay him, like, it was, like, $7,000 to move. Like, yeah. just to another apartment in the same building. You know, it's the same thing with these fees. So, when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, okay, yeah. So, every, everyone's getting scammed, yeah, you know, uh, which I means remember, no one's getting scammed. I remember really. exactly when that happened, because I was at work, and you, like, sent me this big, long message being like, oh, my God, it all makes sense. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> the other thing we didn't mention, which is an obvious one, 
but in case you'd forgotten to include it, is you've got to pay for your flights as well. Some companies mm. do pay for your flights or reimburse you for your flights, yeah. but ours didn't. That We knew that they wouldn't yeah. when we went into it. Um, and the other thing to consider with flights that we kind of got, like, not tripped up on, but that we didn't consider is, like, getting, like, extra bags. Because you're moving to another country. Like, you're bringing your yeah. entire life with you. So we had to pay quite a bit extra for extra bags to yeah. with us. The annoying thing is, I don't know if this happens to every in every company, but ours, we didn't find out exactly whether we had this job or not until October, end of October, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And then we had to start in January, so you only have three months to buy flights, which means that the tickets yeah. can be pretty expensive. It was so frustrating waiting yeah. because yeah. they keep on telling us, like, they tell you not to buy flights until you've got it guaranteed because they don't want people being angry that they've bought flights and they're yeah. on the job. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's not, not not only that the job's um, guaranteed, but it's also the visa. Yeah, because you can't apply for the visa until the company has sponsored you, until the company sent you all the documents yeah. to confirm it. So it was pretty stressful. Like, we were pretty sure we would have got the jobs, but, like, you know, you can't know. Like, yeah. for example, when we did our interviews, and we'll talk about this in the proper job one, but, like, my first one went really well and my second interview went really poorly. Somia's first interview went poorly and his second one went really well. So we were both, like... Did we get the job? Yeah, exactly. You never know. So yeah. our flights are way more expensive than so I was expecting. Like for one-way flights, they were basically like buying return tickets. It was so frustrating because we'd been looking at flights early on and then by the time we actually could buy them, because they don't let you buy flights until your visa has been approved as well, which takes a while. Yeah. They were like four times the price that we yeah. had originally been. Like every day we'd check it and the price would slowly go up and up and up. And yeah. it's like, God damn it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so the next thing I guess would be how much money you have to pay every month. Yeah, so once you're here, um, you've got to set up your gas, because they use gas for heating here. You've got to set up your electricity and you've got to set up your water bill. Luckily for us, Gaijin Pot, again, why we were willing to pay this fee, Gaijin Pot sets all of that up for you. Yeah, go go with, I, I honestly strongly recommend going with Gaijin Pot, otherwise you have to set this all up by yourself. Um, At least if you want it to, like, you know, if you can speak more Japanese than we can, you could probably set it up by yourself. Yeah. But for us, we were just like, you know, if you can afford it and you're willing to do it, just pay that extra agency fee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I've seen is, uh, for example, if when you're setting up internet, which is something that we did ourselves, uh, there's a lot of English speaking companies mm. um, that have like English speaking divisions and stuff like that. But for gas, they don't have that. Yeah. So gas is just yeah. through Tokyo Gas. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so the main three, um, just for the house is water, gas, electricity. Mm. Uh, per month, on average, we pay 4,700 yen for water, 4,800 yen for gas, and 6,200 for electricity. Now, water, you only get billed, um, every two months, so actually mm. that's like 2,300 a month. And also considering that there's two of us, and in the months that this is for, it was winter, and we had our heat pump on, like... All the time. Yeah. And I've also... So, in Japan, in most houses, you can control the temperature that your water is set to. So, ours is set kind of high because I like having hot showers. So, ours is set to 45 degrees as well. So the guy that set it up set it to 42. And, and I slowly keep on increasing it. So. Yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's not too bad the cost for those things. Although, when you include gas and electricity, it's actually kind of expensive because usually mm. you'd only have one or the other. Yeah. Uh, and then when you have both... Yeah, it is a little bit expensive. But again, that's for the winter months. Like, we're heading into summer now, where I expect that we'll see it decrease a bit. Yeah, although it's already so goddamn hot, we're wondering, okay, when is it okay to turn on the AC? Yeah. <laughs> so, actually, it might end up being more expensive in, in, um, we'll see. in we'll summer, see. honestly. We'll update you guys if we yeah. find out that it's either the same or more expensive. Yeah. One thing that is way more expensive in japan than i was expecting is internet both mm. phone and well actually like home internet isn't too bad the phone internet is expensive so we only get three gigabyte gigabytes a month mm. and we pay two thousand like two thousand four hundred a month for that i think we just used to how in new zealand we got like they had such good like prepaid plans what are you talking about new zealand sucks as in like, we paid know, 20 bucks for like a gig. In a yeah, but in, in New Zealand, for example, I paid $30 a month and I got unlimited texts, unlimited calls, 
and I think I had like and I had carryover data so I pretty much always had like 100 gigs because I never used it all yeah whereas like here we get a certain amount of texts only 10 minutes of calls and like yeah here, here there's two ways to do it you either a lot of people um, what they get is a pocket Wi-Fi which is like it's almost the same price but you get 100 gigs a month so it's way more um, but you end up using that so quickly. I, we didn't really think there was any point to it. Like we already have internet at home. So on our phone, we probably don't need that much. And then on well, top like, of that for work, you have to have a phone number. And if mm-hmm. you have a pocket Wi-Fi, you're not going to have a phone number. I think it was to set up a bank, which you also have to do so that your work can pay you. Yeah. You had to have a phone number. Yeah. So we needed to get one. Yeah, that's right. So you kind of have to have, have that. But yeah, that, that's just so much more expensive than I was expecting because I have friends who are from like Korea or Taiwan. They always talk about how there's free Wi-Fi everywhere and, mm. you know, internet is super cheap. Like you can get like 100 gigs for like, you know, 20 bucks or something. And I was kind of expecting that here as well. And then when I saw the prices, I was like, man, we're paying the equivalent of like 25, 30 New Zealand dollars for three gigs. And you have to pay like 50 bucks if you want seven gigs and it's just like wow that's crazy yeah. what the hell japan you know i just don't understand how a place like japan that's so like advanced in terms of like technology it's known as like the technology capital of the world yeah right? it's definitely by far the most expensive place in japan i would say i mean in japan in asia mm. like you're definitely not moving to japan thinking that it's cheap you know? oh yeah but no one it's, comes to japan um, thinking it's cheap <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you might compare it to, like, Korea or Taiwan or something like that, though, which are Mm. all cheap. It doesn't really make any sense for why Japan's not cheap, you know? I don't don't understand that, because... Because people are willing to pay it, I guess. People can afford to pay it. I don't know. I wonder how how much richer Japan is compared to, like, Korea. But, you know, like, there's so many people here, so it's not even, like, a population thing. Mm. And, like, they're both islands. Well, actually, Korea's not an island, but... You know, but it, it just doesn't make sense why it's so expensive. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it's, it's around 2300 And we went for both internet and phones. Yeah. We decided to go with GTN Mobile. Oh, yeah, GTN Mobile is a really good this company. This was really stressful. Somia yeah. wanted to do heaps of research. I knew GTN from the beginning, and I was like, just go with it. It's easy. They speak English. Like, it's everyone knows to go with GTN. But Somia, like, decided to spend, like, two weeks researching first. Which is always a good thing to do. I know, it's a good thing to do, but I did my research before we moved here, so I already knew this. Which you can't do. You really have to do it here (laughs) and go talk to people. Anyways, so we went into GTN, we spoke to the people, they gave us information, and then we went back two weeks later and we are like, okay, cool, we'll sign up now. (laughs) Yeah, I was sort of excited because I had looked it up online before we moved here, and our house, it says that... In our area, we can get the world's fastest Wi-Fi. Oh, the fastest internet, at least at the time, which is two gig download. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. And it was really cheap. It was only 64 bucks a month. And then it was only once we got here uh, and I was talking to the people at GTN that we realized that our building doesn't have it. So it's not the problem of the company. It's just our building. Like our neighbors probably can get that super fast internet. Yeah. But us in this building can't. So instead, we pay 40... 4,100 yen a month, which if you're a next door, you would be getting, you know, two gig down. But because it's us, you pay the exact same amount of money, but you get 100 megabytes down. But the problem is it's not, it's 100 megabytes shared between everyone in the building. Like it's almost like a landline, like it's not like a broadband kind of thing. It's like a, it's almost like an ADSL kind of thing. In fact, it is ADSL, which means you share it with everyone in the building. So sometimes during the day it can be fast. At night time it tends to get pretty cold. Like clo- um, I don't know I'm saying cold. It gets slow. slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it gets ridiculously slow. So that sucks. Somi <laughs> was really upset when he found out that it wasn't fast. Yeah. But- I mean, to the point where, for example, the other day I was playing Apex Legends and the game just closed. Yeah. Because the internet was so slow I couldn't even play the game. It's not, it's good for, in terms of like, we can like, we can stream Netflix very easily. Yeah. We can go on Facebook and Instagram and everything easily. It's just when we're trying, if you're trying to play like games that are too intense. Our upload speed's really good. Yeah. Which is odd. But yeah, but for the most part, the internet, like the home internet in Japan's going to be really good. Uh, but yeah, the it's phone just is, internet the, just disappointing. Considering how like cheap our rent is. It's yeah. because we're in an old building. Like yeah. our building is old. 
So, like, the mm. landlord probably hasn't updated the internet since it was first, like, built, like, yeah. 50 years ago. <laughs> also, one thing that I'm, in terms of internet, that I'm kind of disappointed in Japan in as, as well is the fact that the trains don't have Wi-Fi. So, all the um, subway trains do have Wi-Fi, but, mm. like, above-ground trains don't. And it's like, man, that, that'd be something so easy to have, you know? See, so I'm as aware of this because it takes him 40 minutes to get to work, whereas yeah. it takes me 10 minutes to get to work, so I don't know. Because all trains on in Korea, in, like, Seoul, I'm pretty sure, have... Yeah, but it's important to remember that these are two different com- countries, so you can't really be like... Yeah, you, you, you can, though. No, like, it's, there's, like there's, no, like... there's no point, there's no reason that they couldn't have that, you know? It's like, why don't they? It's all these little things where it's like... It, it surely cannot be that hard to have Wi-Fi on I trains. Know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, actually, and the, and the other thing um, that you're going to have to pay every month, really, is going to be transport costs, right, yeah. on the train. So this is something we found out about after we got here, um, like, after working here for a bit, is, so we signed up for our um, train pass, which was, like, very easy to do. You pay, like, an initial amount, and then you can load it very easily from little, like, ATM-style machines. Um, but then we found out, like, after starting work, that you can also get a commuter pass loaded onto your train card. So a commuter pass is when you basically input the train station that you start at, and then you input your final destination, so your work, and then you pay a month, you can choose a month, three months, six months, a year, um, up front for, on the assumption that, like, you get unlimited transport between those two stops. So, and it saves, I think we worked out, it's like 20 or 30% to do that. Yeah, so for example, for me, um, every month I would have to pay 8,800 yen, but instead I pay 6,600. Um, so there is a saving there. The longer you have to travel, well, the further you have to travel, the more savings you'll get. Yeah. Uh, and also it's quite good because I have eight stops between me and my work, which means I can go to any of those stops for free. And I have done that where... I'll stop halfway, um, and then yeah, you, know, you basically travel for free there. Whereas mine is only like three stops away, so I can only really go to my place. But my pass is cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm traveling less. Apparently, like the guy who told me about commuter passes said he used to work with someone who, like, wherever he lived was like so far away from where he worked that he could literally go pretty much anywhere in Tokyo. Yeah. On his pass because. <laughs> like it went through so many stations right so it's kind of like cool yeah train passes are super easy to get as well like at any station um although i mean we didn't actually speak japanese so it was kind of like you know just pointing at something and being like we need this kind of thing yeah the phrase that you should learn right is like sumimisen eigo ga hanashimasu ka excuse me do you speak english yeah that's a good one and generally they'll say no but then it turns out they actually speak a little bit and by asking that it's kind of like showing you're making effort like you're trying to speak japanese so it's like respectful and then they'll generally like say no but then they'll reply in english yeah yeah. they'll be like oh no i don't speak english like i don't speak much english but then they speak so much that like you're like come on yeah you do yeah so so you have to go to an actual person to get a train pass initially i'm pretty sure yeah Uh, but then after that it's really easy to to um to add money on just through the machines that they have mm. uh, and then also uh through the machines you can also update your um your commuter pass yeah and so depending on which train pass you get as well you can use them for more than just trains you can use them on like buses and you can also use them at some convenience stores yeah yeah although we never have really because yeah we haven't actually but you can use them they have lots of vending machines at the stations and you can yeah, also true. use them there yeah Man, we still haven't bought anything in a vending machine. Yeah, there's Shockingly. vending machines like every couple of meters in Japan and we still haven't used them. Yeah. The, the other thing that you have to pay every month is health insurance. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, actually, there's two things that you have to pay every month. So there's health insurance, which is 1740 a month. Mm. And uh, you get it every three months. So they give you th- like January, February, March's health insurances in March. I mean, sorry, in, in January. And you can decide. You can either pay all three at the same time, or you can just pay one every month. We mm. just paid all three at the same time, so we so basically we're only doing it and every three months. And you do have to, at least for our job, you had to sign up for health insurance. Um, yeah, you have to when we, sign up. In when general. we showed up for our first day, they take a photocopy of your yeah. health insurance card. Yeah. So. Yeah, health insurance is something that you need. Um, and apparently, so the first year it's super cheap. So one thousand seven hundred and forty a month is you know is dirt cheap. 
Uh, and the way that health insurance works is if you go to the doctors or if you go to a pharmacy, for most things, you only have to pay 30% of the cost mm. and then the government will pay the other 70%. But apparently, uh, the reason it's so cheap is because they base it on your pay, on your last year's pay. And because mm. they don't consider foreign pay, uh, your pay is zero and that's what you end up paying. But then the second year that you're in Japan and then from then on, Apparently, the cost of health insurance increases by a lot. Yeah, we've been warned that yeah. we're going to be shocked when we get our first one next year. Yeah, I've like I've been talking to people who've been living here for a couple of years, and instead of paying one thousand seven hundred and forty a month, they pay ten thousand a month. Mm. So it can go up a lot, um, but at least for that first year, it's pretty cheap. And then the second thing that you have to pay, and I'm going to put have to in like quotes because you are meant to pay it. But Ali and I aren't paying it. Because we didn't know. <laughs> Which is we, um, pension. Yeah. When we signed up for health insurance, right, we had to go to our local, like, city's ward office. And it was kind of funny because you have to set it up under the person whose house, like, the house is in the name of. So it's in my name. So Somia is technically my, like, beneficiary. So I'm the head mm. of the household. And they kept on being like, you're the head of the household. <laughs> Are you sure? And I was like, yes, tis me. And so when we set up the health insurance, they like they asked they were like oh did you want to set up pension too we were like do we have to and they said no so we didn't but then we found out later that technically you do have to so i don't know why well, they i think gave they, think they mean, mean do you want to set it up now or do you want to set it up later and we just said no to now yeah but they, i didn't like expected. at the time i didn't yeah. get that i thought it was just like they were saying you don't have to like it's a voluntary yeah. thing so yeah so technically you are meant to pay but we're not so yeah, I don't even know if there's something that we should be admitting <laughs> on tape, to be honest. Well, we should... Pro- I think if we plan on staying for two years, we should probably set it up. Yeah, we probably should. At some point. Because I don't... Like, it sucks because it's... Like, I don't understand why we have to say pension, pay pension, when we know we're not planning on retiring here. Well, that's yeah. the thing. They give you all the money back. So you have to pay Someone 9.5%. Just told me you only get 20% back. No. You pay 9.5% towards pension of your pay every month, and then all of it you get back uh, at the end. You can, actually, actually, it might be all of it, or it might be a. a I think the re, the way you got a twenty percent was actually. I think it's eighty percent that you get back. Ah, oh, so they keep twenty percent. Yeah, I, I think it might be that. But you've also got to like go through the process of like applying for it to be refunded. So I think it's it's probably just like a money making way because I imagine lots of foreigners just like. Yeah, don't maybe know, don't bother or can't figure out the yeah like forms. What I heard is that people who are newly here um, should automatically get set up for pension. Um, like this is something that started late last year I think we imagined that we would be part of that group that would get automatically set up but for some reason we didn't mm. uh, If I know someone for example who hasn't been paying health insurance and then they they will contact you um, but it's not like, like that super strict they kind of just contact you and say hey you know you're meant to be paying this and like but the problem with like not paying something that you're legally required to especially in Japan is the justice system here is different from what we're used to in like New Zealand or like western countries in that even though this doesn't really work out in like practice is technically in like western countries you're innocent until proven guilty whereas it's kind of the other way around in japan like you have to prove your innocence so if they decide that you've done something wrong such as paying pension like you're kind of screwed because i don't know from what i've heard no one is that strict about it yeah but what if you you know if you if you if you did something else wrong like say you got a bike and you didn't register it because in Japan you have to register your bike the same way you would a car. Um, and then you got pulled up on that. And then they also found out you weren't doing that. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be caught. Yeah. You know. True. But yeah, so you're meant to pay pension, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. So th- those are the things that you got ha- that you have to pay every month here. So, you know, if you're when you're planning out how much money you're probably going to be spending, um, what is that total? consider that. I don't know, like <laughs> four, twelve. It's a lot. It's like yeah, it's quite a bit. I think we pay monthly. We pay two thousand two hundred dollars. So for rent in, in, New, Ze- in New Zealand dollars for so. rent and all that stuff. Or yeah, just for that stuff? just oh, for, yeah. just for everything. Yeah. So yeah, you can figure out. You know, it'll be about that much. A um, couple of things actually that you need to get as soon as you arrive to Japan um, that we should also talk about is uh, your residency card. Which you get at the airport. Yes, yeah, that's right. You get your registry card at the airport, but you need to put your address on your registry card, and that you do at your local ward office. Uh, so whatever ward you're in, they're going to have like a town hall kind of thing, mm. and that's where you do that. 
And then while you're there, you also sign up for health insurance. Mm. And you also get this thing called a My Number card, where it's like a, it's almost like a social security number, where mm. it's like a number that kind of just puts you in the system. And you need that My Number card for a lot of things. So, for example, next month when we start applying for the 100,000 yen government uh, subsidy, the government subsidy for the COVID 19 that they're giving everybody. Um, you do it through your mind number. So that's pretty important. Mm. So those three things, health insurance, residency, and mind number is something that you should sort out like ASAP, like within like the first week. Mm. Uh, and then also pension, actually. Yeah, so that's our first week in Japan was we didn't relax at all, really. We were literally just like running around trying to sort out, setting up a bank account, setting up my number, setting up health insurance, registering in our ward office, like going to all these different places to do that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the other thing that you kind of have to be thinking about, I guess, is just furniture, like basic furniture, um, which is sort of a given. But we thought um, just to help you out, like two good places to buy furniture is Craigslist and a Facebook page called. So um, there's lots of different Facebook page under the general name like Sayonara Sales. So Sayonara means goodbye. And it's basically when foreigners are leaving Japan, they'll post, you know, their stuff for sale some of those are like i don't even get i joined a bunch of them to see if i could find any good deals and like some of them had really like toxic communities like it was like the admins were really like i don't know they were on a power trip about the fact that everyone in japan needed to be there because yeah. i never bought anything off them and i never commented but so, so i ended up unfollowing a bunch of the pages because some of the posts were just like come on man this is just a facebook <laughs> group about like selling furniture in japan yeah like Calm down. Well, we but. bought our fridge and washing machine off Craigslist, and man, we saved so much money doing that. It's, yeah. I definitely highly recommend doing that instead of buying it new from like a store. Yeah, the reason we went for Craigslist instead of Sayonara Sales is because um, most of the Sayonara Sales are pickup only, and we wanted delivery. So I lucked out with the ones that we found because um, we got a full size fridge. It's the other thing in Japan is like a lot of the fridges are like tiny yeah like little baby fridges and true yeah for the same price we managed to get a proper fridge <laughs> yeah yeah for the most part you're probably going to get a tiny ass fridge and I, I i'm glad like we don't have one the reason we got such a good deal in our fridge is because like as a part of like japanese culture around technology um they like new appliances yeah and this is like it's still pretty new but it's like obviously an older fridge like it's got a couple of dents in it yeah like tiny dents that like you don't even see but I suspect that's why it was so cheap because right. it does have like a little bit of damage. And it had a spider in it when we got it. Oh yeah, and a, um, a ladybug. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right, ladybug too. Because the person who delivered it to us, like they hired a proper delivery company, explained that with fridges, apparently they recommend like you put it outside on its side or something so that any like ice can like I don't know like leak out or whatever. And so it was outside overnight the night before. Ah uh, right. So I think a spider came in, or it had mm. been in the owner's like garage pages. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, so we got really good deals on those. The other websites I'd recommend for new furniture is obviously pretty much all of our furniture comes from Ikea. Yeah. Um, if you're buying a bed from Ikea, the mistake we made was I bought a bed frame and I didn't realize that the frame did not come with like slats. So like the yeah. wooden slats on the base of the bed. So we couldn't actually use our frame until I bought some actual slats. That was so dumb. And from, I, from them. Like, yeah. I can't believe they sell beds. Well. No, but that was it was my bed because... I like looked at the frame online. I realized afterwards what happened is I looked at the frame on the IKEA website and like I remembered the name of the frame. And then when I looked back, I was like, oh, it must be a sale. It's cheaper. And so I bought it. But it turns out it's because they sold the frame with slats and then on a separate like thing, they sell the frame without slats. Right. But I didn't realize that was the difference. Like I just thought that it was on sale when I bought it. Yeah. So that was my bad for like not reading it properly. It's because I read it properly the first time and I was like, sweet, comes with everything. And then I went back and then I was like, cool, yep, purchase. <laughs> so read it carefully. Um, but yeah, we got like our couch. Our, we got our couch, our bed frame, our mattress, dining table, chairs. Basically just buy from Ikea. Yeah, there's also so, a really yeah. cool website called Nitori. Oh yeah, Nitori is like the main furniture store in... Um, in japan yeah they're everywhere yeah like, we didn't yeah. realize how many there were the first time we went we were going because when you look up on the map then like not all of them come up like the nitori yeah. that came up nearest to us was like in shinjuku so we took two trains to get there the first time and that's the reason we didn't buy furniture is because we we're like how are we going to get it back home 
But then we found out there's literally like two within walking distance from yeah, us. Yeah, they're really everywhere. Um, and they have some great stuff. Like most of our like smaller stuff is from Nitori. Like yeah. our pillows and our like duvets, kitchen stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great store. But for the initial furniture purchase, so mattress, frame, uh, couch, dining table, chairs, I think I probably spent like, oh, in like basic appliances, like cutlery, all that. I think it was under a hundred thousand yen. Yeah, so it was our a budget lot. was like a hundred thousand for it. Yeah. A futon, by the way, rent here like a good one costs between like fifteen and twenty thousand. And honestly, we yeah. bought a futon at first because we were like, yeah, we're living in Japan. We're going to sleep in a futon. It'll be great. Yeah. Don't do that. Get a mattress. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Because we ended up getting a mattress from Ikea for the same price as we spent on the futon. So, like, we still we have our futon on top of our mattress. So, it's extra comfy. And it means when guests come, we have a futon for them. Yeah. But we basically doubled up on buying a mattress. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. So, there's futon, some advice. They, yeah, Don't buy as, a futon. Yeah, it's, it's not as fun as it, as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's just, at least for us, like, <laughs> as people who have slept on, like, beds with frames our whole lives. Yeah. It was meh. Yeah. Um, two things that I've thought about is, one is, so, obviously, all these costs that we've talked about are kind of two people costs, I guess. Yeah. So, for one person, it's not going to be halved, but, you know, just take that into consideration. Also, in terms of housing, 107000 for our flat is actually a really good price, I would we say. We have a suspiciously for, good price. Yeah, for, like, <laughs> the size and stuff. Um, one thing that's really common is people staying in shared houses. Mm. So, like... If, when you when you live at a shared house, obviously your rent's going to be much lower, but also consider that your living space is smaller and that, you know, a lot of things are going to be shared, like the kitchen, bathroom. So shared house like is literally, it's like a, it's a flat where you don't pick your flatmates. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes they've got like cool extras, like, you know, people who have like, you know, a small movie theater or like they'll have like a gaming room. Or I reckon something. if you're coming here by yourself, it would be worthwhile as well, just for the social aspect. Yeah, true. Yeah. Socially, like if we came alone, we'd probably go with a, like one at of least people, for the first year. Cause yeah, like, sure. make or the first I mean. like six months, first few months. Um, yeah. One of the people I work with lives in a share house just down the road. He has like a, I think it's like a 12 meter square bedroom. Yeah. And our apartment is 35 meters square, and he pays 80,000 yen for his room. Right. Whereas we're playing 107,000 for like triple the size. Mm. So for me, it's definitely still worthwhile to get our own apartment. Yeah. But for sure. if you're by yourself, I think a share house is a solid option. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the second thing is oh, yeah, banking. So that's actually another thing that you need to sort out as soon as you get here. Uh, mm. and top, on top of like the residency card and stuff, is you need to sort out your bank. A lot of banks, like most of them, do not speak English, right? Yeah, we so, first the first one we went to was like the bank we ended up going with JP Post, but our nearest one, and we went there and like none of them spoke any English. Apparently, they actually generally will have one English speaker at the bank, but you've got to go there early in the morning to hear them because they tend to get booked up, like yeah, throughout the right, day yeah. straight away. So we ended up going to Tokyo Station JP Bank. Like if you go to like a main station, you have a higher chance of finding a, a one that they yeah. speak English in. Um, and yeah, and they'll give you your. We got a debit card as well as a. They they do cash cards here, where the only purpose of a cash card is to take out cash from ATM. Because like, it's such a cash based society. Yeah, like. they they don't actually have normal FBOS cards. Mm. Um, but they do have debit cards that you can use. Obviously, like a like an FBOS card. But before we got that one, we went to like another bank and. They said that we could, it was really weird because you could, we couldn't get our contract finalized until we had a bank account because they had to have a bank account to pay us with in our contract. Yeah. But this bank said you couldn't get an account until you had a contract. Yeah, so you're going to have like issues with that in, in some places you go, which makes no sense. Uh, but for the and that's another reason why I think JP Bank is kind of better because they don't mm. expect that. Some of them do apparently. It depends on which one you go to and who you get. Um, the one our work recommended is if you ever come here and you have trouble is the JP Post Bank in Nishi Shinjuku. Oh yeah. Because that's where so many of the main Aikawa centers are located. They send their staff there, so their bank is like very used to English speakers who have just arrived. Right. right. So if Tokyo Station hadn't worked, we would have gone to that one next. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and setting up a bank was like, we were very lucky our job had like pre-written us a letter in Japanese being like, basically it said, these people will be working with blah, blah company. 
Yeah, our job helped a lot in terms of notes. You know, we had a note to give the bank. We also had things to give um, our ward office so that they knew exactly what we needed. Yeah, like everything just written in Japanese. So we could basically just hand it to them. They could read it and be like, oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, I would definitely recommend contacting your work and trying to get them to sort something out like that for you. Yeah, assuming they don't already. Because also at most ward offices, they don't speak English. Or they have limited English. Yeah, the person who worked at our ward office was very helpful. And she was really sweet. And it was really cute because she was trying so hard, but, yeah. like, her English was really limited. In the same way that, like, our Japanese is really limited. Oh, her English is way better than my Japanese. Oh, yeah, for I sure. I have our Japanese. But though. it was so cool because she had, like, a little notebook where she'd written down all the English phrases yeah. with Japanese on top of them so that she could, like, hunt through it and then, like, point at it. Yeah. So, like, they totally tried to help you for sure. set everything up. Um, same with, like, the bank, same with the phone. Like... so expensive thinking about how much we spent moving here yeah i think the main thing is that japan is not that cheap Mm -hmm. um so think about that make sure you have a lot of money saved up yeah we saved pretty much all of our money yeah you know we sold stuff when we moved here we sold our car yeah in terms of money what i'll say is the amount that we saved to move here and it lasted us three months like it literally lasted us just until we got our first pay slip yeah it was twenty thousand new zealand dollars no yeah you're right yeah Yeah, we saved 20 and that did include a month of basically being tourists like the first month we got here maybe not a full month like three weeks we did all the touristy stuff so we were able Mm. to like we saved twenty thousand to afford to be able to have fun as well as be practical yeah for sure but just keeping in mind the total cost of everything we just said was about twenty thousand yeah yeah the company that we went with recommended you save at least five thousand so i'll just say whatever your company recommends quadruple it in my in our in our personal experience yeah five thousand would not have lasted us at all although i guess it also depends when you move here like we moved a month early a lot of people move in like i know people who who've moved here and then they start work the very next day or the the yeah but even then five thousand i think you would be you might be able to survive on that for a month or two yeah but like i think that you wouldn't be able to buy any of your furniture you wouldn't be able to see well a big one is like most of our money was spent on that initial move-in yeah that was that you know yeah five hundred and thirty thousand yen like that was a lot of our money yeah yeah so i just that and flights was half our money so it depends on that as well yeah true and i mean i like i won't lie like we weren't like living frugally when we first got here because we we came here to like enjoy ourselves and so we weren't going to come here and immediately just do nothing at home yeah for sure like we had a touristy experience which was good so if you want to do it like that like we lived pretty comfortably for that first like three to four months on twenty thousand. yeah okay that's i just wanted (laughs) to like add the final because we never really said what the total cost of all that was yeah true. that's basically what it was okay well that's it then until next time let us know if this one was helpful because we enjoyed putting it together it's kind of fun going back and doing your research like if there's any questions you have about japan maybe we could do like a question episode or something Ooh, but yeah. um yeah definitely definitely let us know what you want to know about japan and we'll do an episode on it and also one thing is follow ali on twitch she's been streaming on there now okay. if you have any questions you I've can done ask two it, solid days <laughs> you can ask it live uh to her um that's twitch.tv slash wami w-a-u-m-m-y yeah i've um, been playing planet zoo so if you exactly and if you also like planet zoo you can watch that <laughs> all right see you later guys okay, bye, bye.